Well, let's welcome back Coach Taylor. Coach, do you have team updates for us? Um, you know what, man? Uh, not not going to sugarcoat anything. Um, you know, we got handled by a good football team. You know, it's nothing nothing mystical about it. You know, obviously our guys, we we never look for moral victories. Men are down. Um, yesterday, uh, we always talk about trying to bounce back. Um, you know, just a little disappointed, man. We just didn't coach well enough, um, didn't play well enough, and you know, it was a lot of it's a lot of lessons to be learned. Um, throughout, you know, throughout what happened on Saturday, you know. But I will say this, man, we got to absorb the position that we're in, and we just got to get better, and we got to get better from it. And I told those guys we're going to get better from it because we're going we're gonna to demand that we continue to try and do things the way that need to be done on Saturday to get wins. So, um, so again, you know, team's a little bit down, but, you know, they're going to bounce back. You know, as long as I've been here, we'll always bounce back on Tuesday and get ready for the next week opponent. So, Fantastic. Well, Coach, let's talk about that game. You know, as you as you kind of look at it, Bethel obviously an incredibly good football program, ranked I think in the top ten right now in the nation. So, just your overall thoughts on the contest and how your team performed? I tell you what, man, that game couldn't have started out any better. You know, uh, Noah Hickman making a big play interception. Wish he would have got in and scored. It'd been great for you know have a defensive score. We haven't had a defense score around here since twenty eighteen. Um, but anyway, game started out good. We punch it in. And it, it was a battle of field position, um, a battle of execution. You know, they executed really well. When they had the wind to their back, they ran the football, and they methodically went down the football field, and we couldn't get ourselves off the field on third down, which hurt us. And then when they had the wind, they were able to make some big-time throws and catches with number two, Joey Kidder. We talked about him last last week on here, and, and, and the quarterback number one, Rothstein, he's really good. So, you know, we ran into, a, like I said earlier in the opening statement, we ran into a, a good a good team, it was, and we just, you know, we didn't have enough to, to make those plays when we needed to. And they did a good job of controlling the, you know, the, the field. And, you know, we had some, we were kicking into the wind a couple of times, and, you know, that didn't bode well for us. So, I mean, it was, a, it was a lot of different things um, why that game went the way it went. So, I think one of the things you've talked about is that, that battle along the line of scrimmage, and that, that's a very good offensive line that Bethel has there. So I'm, I'm just kind of curious, if, if you look at that contest, what do you take away for your team to kind of build off that for your defensive line moving forward? And then how do you kind of gauge that for years to come? Like, what what do you do against the Bethel next year so that you can kind of match yeah. up against that line? Yeah, I mean, going into it, you know, there's there's a couple of schools of thought, and I don't want to I don't want to give out you know too much information, but you know, the week before we played a tough game, we played a lot of man coverage, um, so we wanted to kind of switch up, play a little bit more zone coverage, so. A little bit less blitzing, so you know we you know they we weren't able to get we got close. Yeah, we think we got them once, and uh, Sam Fritz forced a fumble. But you know we got to be able to you know to to disrupt their quarterbacks more. Now I will say this on, from a front standpoint, uh, I do want to highlight this. Like I said, there are no moral victories, but I've been around here a little bit and uh, played some Bethel teams where we've had some quarterbacks absolutely 100% running for their lives. You know because their D line and their front set six or seven are really good. I felt like our O line fought their tails off. Um, again, it didn't it didn't transpire to a win, but our old line fought their tails off and gave Alejandro time to operate. Um, he had to scramble a couple times, but I remember there have been some times in the, in the years where it's like, holy smokes, man, are we going to block anybody up front? You know, and Justice Briggs and Connor Levins are running for their lives where I felt like our old line fought and battled their tails off against a really good D-line. So I will say that. Again, like I said, it's no moral victories, but it, that is a highlight of, of, of Saturday. So. Let's talk about that offense for just a minute, because one thing I've been very impressed with as the season has gone along is the depth and talent of your wide receiving core. It looks like there's a very good, solid group that Alex gets to throw to there. Yeah, yeah, um, and the offensive coaches are doing a great job of, um, you know, positioning people, packaging people, 
certain ways that we can highlight everybody's talents. Um, so, yeah, no, that, that's a hats off to Coach Aldinger and Coach, Coach Aldinger, our offensive coordinator, and then Coach Rohr, our wide receivers coach. And they're doing a good job with that group. We've got to continue to keep, we gotta continue to keep getting better with that group. There's obviously things we can always work on, alignments, assignments, blocking. But, you know, for the most part, knock on wood, man, when it's time to make a play, those guys, you know, those guys have been, you know, for the most part, reliable. So. This week you take on Gustavus Adolphus. They're coming off the huge victory over St. Scholastica. Your thoughts on this game? Um, again, you know, another tough, another tough opponent, another tough opponent, and they're all tough um, uh, with the stretch that we have coming up. And there are no, there are no check marks on the, on this on this schedule. So this is the next one. Um, it starts with, you know, it always starts, you know, with the running game with Gustavus. I mean, they they do a good job. They always have a, and ever long as I've been here, they've always had, you know, two to three really good backs that run downhill. Um, David Peel and, and Rohit Kandi, uh, I believe is his name. I think they're number one and number two. Solid, solid backs. Man, they're averaging over four yards. Um, uh, uh, they're averaging over four yards a, um, uh, a rush. So I mean, that's going to be. A, we're going to have our hands full there. And then you know they they switched it up. They've had a guy. Um, they've had the same play caller for the last six years, and he's not there anymore. Um, so number six is a guy that they've you know has, has taken on most of the workload. Um, he's good. You know they they take care of the football. Um, so. You know, we're going to have to make sure that we are um, tight in our zones. Um, and obviously, you know, we can't, like, again, you're going to hear me say this every week until until you, you take this show off the, the air there, Rob, that we got to stay on top of routes because they will take some shots um, and go over, or go try to go over top of your head. And then when you flip it and you look at their defense, I mean, they've always, first of all, they do it. Their defensive coordinator um, has been consistently there. So, I mean, they do a really good job with their defense. They had the, I want to say they had the, um, the number one D lineman in the league last year. I think he won the, the league number 16. Uh, Zachary Jakes plays in everybody's backfield. So I'm excited to see coming off of how our O-line um, uh, represented themselves against Bethel. I'm, I'm interested to see how we're going to, how the, we represent ourselves against um, another good defensive line coming in here. So solid program coming up. Um, we got a home game. Uh, we've been on the road two, two weeks in a row. So we're excited to get back in our home venue and, um, ready for a, a tough, gusty game and ready to ready to play well. So, well, well, let's talk about that matchup of your offensive line versus their front seven. They're not getting a lot of sacks, but they do get pressure on quarterbacks and do create some turnovers. So, how do you feel like your offensive line stacks up against that group? Well, again, coming off of um, a, a, coming off of a really tough um, and physical game against Bethel. I feel like you know we have to. We can't go out there making things up. We got to use our technique. Uh, we got to make sure our calls are correct. We got to make sure we know where the point's going. Um, we can't. We can't swing and miss. You know, if we do those things, I think we'll hold up well. But if we go out there, we panic. We don't communicate. You know, it's going to be a long day for Alejandro back there. And we need to make it. We need to make sure that he's he's has a clean pocket that he can step up and throw. So. Well, let's jump into fan questions this week, and we will start with Sheila, who says, Coach. I think it is great how you approach opposing players after games to tell them how impressed you are with them. You are a good man. Oh, um, yeah. I mean, just I, I mean, I think I'm thinking she's talking about if this uh, somebody on the other team is that. You think that's what she's referring to? Yeah, that yeah, that you go over to tell it like opposing quarterback oh. or somebody oh. how good they perform. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, listen. Here's the deal, man. This game is this game is so physical. It's so tough. It's so hard. Right. Everybody can't do it. So and I know what those guys are. Are going through. So I found number two um, at the not, and the not the receiver, uh, but the, the defensive back number two. I found him after the game, and I, and I wanted to shake his hand and say, "Listen, you do a good job." You know, I remember finding number sixty-six from Carlton. 
Uh, now, he's a South Jersey guy, too, so there's a little bit of a tie there, but I went and found him because he's a good player, and you want to tell those guys, hey, man, you do a good job. Um, trying to think anybody off of uh, Saints go. I, I think I found Saints go's quarterback. Say, listen, you did a great job against us, man. So you guys, that's just a, a sign of respect, you know, that you want to show for for the other team. Um, and then, you know, that's because, again, man, they do a good job, so. Let's jump into the NFL. Bruce would like to know, who are players in the NFL that you like to watch today? That I like to watch today, um, definitely Aaron Donald. Um, I like to watch his game. Um, gosh, uh, boy, I'm liking Jalen Hurts right now. I mean, obviously I don't get a chance to – and these are all people that, you know, I wish I could sit and study and watch them on a Sunday. Obviously we're working on Sundays. But Aaron Donald, I like Jalen Hurts right now, his game. I'm trying to – oh, I Saquon Barkley. I mean, I, like, I loved him at Penn State, you know, and it was it, it was – Tough to see him go down with an injury, but it's good to see him back um, to himself. Um, I would say those three right now, I would say those three right now are, are the ones uh, that I like to watch or I'd like to study. Greg says, your beloved Eagles look like they will face Minnesota for the NFC Championship. Sorry if your team loses that one, Coach. <laughs> well, there's a, there's, a, there's a long way to go between that happens. And let, and let every, I want to be crystal clear on this show, Rob. You know, Minnesota's my home right now. When they're not playing the Eagles, I'm pulling for the Vikes, man, and, and the Twins and the Timberwolves and, and the um, and the Wilds. So I just want to be crystal clear. Coach Taylor is not a Minnesota hater. Uh, but when it comes to those Eagles, man, I, I definitely like my Eagles. And any, any all the Philly sports. And what a great time to be a Philly fan, right? You got you got the um, Phillies in the playoffs. You got the Eagles 5-0. I think there's a big soccer. I think there's a big soccer tournament going on, professional out there. So, I mean, it's a great time to be a, a Philly fan. So, <clears throat> It's good you said that, Coach, because Andre jumps back in and says, Coach, we've been talking a lot about how great the Eagles are, and they are at 5-0, and but how about those Phillies? They're going all the way to the series, wouldn't you say? Man, fired up about that, man. The last time the Phillies were in the, in the playoffs, was, it was some years back, so it would be good if we can if we can just take them one at a time. And I always tell people, um, I don't know if I've ever said on this show, I know I say a lot of things, I repeat myself, but October baseball is pretty cool, you know, whenever we can, whenever you know, we're done working and, you know, get a chance to turn that on. October baseball is a cool time, so. When Coach Taylor has nine free minutes, he's able to watch a little, little baseball action there. Uh, Gary would like to know, what's your favorite holiday and your least favorite holiday? Gosh, I feel like we always get the holiday question. I'd probably say a holiday. Um, oh boy, I, I, I'll go with my I mean, favorite. I don't know. I always feel like, um, you know, I like uh, New Year's. For some reason, New Year's, and I, I know I've said that on the show before, New Year's is always cool to me because it's a new start. You know, you can kind of flush Anything bad that's happened in that last year, or anything good, you can try to you, know, you can try to duplicate. So I'm always been a fan of New Year's because um, you can hang around and he watching football the day before, the day after. So New Year's is always fun, and I don't know if I necessarily have a, a holiday that I hate. I don't think you know, you know, Halloween is not a holiday, but it's not you know, it's not one that I get you know, get superly overexcited about. And like I said, it's not a holiday, but you know, I know a lot of people are into Halloween. So I, I would just say I like New Year's, and Halloween is one that I'm just not really into. Chris says, I found this interesting, Coach, so tell me what a young Chip Taylor dressed like Hulk Hogan looks like. Wow, well, I, I, I was going to say, I wish I had that picture. Thank goodness that picture's not around anymore. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, you know, you had the little, you had the, the, I guess they had like a little plastic suit you put on and you put the little plastic mask on and you walk around like Hulk, like Hulk Hogan. Man. <laughs> <You> know, <so. laughs> and what does Coach Taylor have for words of wisdom this week? Um, words of wisdom. You know what? I was thinking about this because I said, you know, I don't want to get stumped um, on this week's words of wisdom. Here's, here's, here's the words of wisdom for the week. 
the calmer you are, the clearer you think. So there you go. You guys can chew on that one for a whole week. The calmer you are, the clearer you think. That's a great thought. Coach Taylor, thanks for joining us this week. All right. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you next week.